the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Today's message is based off of Romans chapter 6, verses 19 through 23. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, if you have noticed, yes, if you have noticed as of late, our culture, our American culture struggles with the idea of binary opposites. Yes, binary opposites. Now, please forgive me for this technical $30 word, but permit me a moment to explain what I mean. Our culture, this American culture that we live in, gets frustrated with having only two choices that are opposites of each other. Yes, it struggles when presented two choices that are opposite of each other. For example, our culture is currently resist for gender, there being only two options of male and female. Having just these two options, these two choices, is seen as being too oppressive and too black and white for many in our culture. Our culture is also resisting the idea of there being only two categories for morality, categories such as right and wrong. And what about truth? Regarding truth, our culture currently struggles with the two alternatives of true and false. Indeed, our culture is repulsed, I repeat, repulsed by these examples and situations where only two options are available. Our culture does not like binary opposites because having only two options for things like gender and morality forces people into having to choose one or the other. That is to say, our culture hates having only two options for it is considered oppressive mean and controlling to force people into one or the other. So, as a result, our culture is now trying to eliminate those situations where only two options are available and presented. People are busy trying to blend and eliminate the distinctions between male and female, and others are working hard to break down the categories of right and wrong so that people can pick and choose whatever is right for themselves. Now, you may be wondering to yourself, why do I mention this this morning? Are we going to have some philosophical session or sociological lecture here in this church? No, we are not. This is neither the place nor the time for those subjects. But yet, the reason why I mention this this morning is this. As I mention this briefly, to point out just how countercultural the Apostle Paul is in our reading from Romans. Yes, just how countercultural the Apostle Paul is in our epistle lesson from Romans. In other words, the Apostle Paul says in our epistle reading that humanity has only two masters. Yes, only two masters. Not three and not four, but two. And these two masters are this first one being sin which belongs to the devil, and the other option is righteousness, which belongs to the Lord. Indeed, contrary, 
Yes, contrary to the desires to eliminate binary opposites and contrary to the wishes of her culture to have more than two options to choose from, the Apostle Paul pushes back against this and is very clear that mankind has only two options, the devil or the Lord. Yes, the devil or the Lord. And to make things worse, the Apostle Paul shows us that mankind is not independent or autonomous. We are not masters and commanders of our little universes, but slaves. Yes, we are slaves, either ruled by the devil or by the Lord. Now, the idea of there being only two masters is tough to accept in our day and age. It is actually offensive to say that we only have two masters, either the devil or the Lord. Our society will squirm at this notion Our society will push back and balk at this idea of having an either-or choice, for it leaves no third or fourth option for people to wiggle in. It also excludes all the other religious entities. It exposes that gods like Allah and Buddha are nothing, fake, or at best, or at best that they are puppets of the devil. Now, regardless of our culture's desire, to create options so that everyone can be happy and get along, the Apostle Paul shows us that we can have only two masters. He narrows it down to only two. And he shows us in his letter to Romans that it is either the devil or the Lord who is riding on us. Yes, it is either the devil or the Lord who is riding on us. That is to say, like a horse, we either have the Lord on our back or we have the devil on our back. And because the Lord and the devil are not the same and not on the same team, that means that we are either a slave to sin or that we are bound in his righteousness, the Lord's righteousness. Now I say this to you, not as some subtle attempt to preach a fire and brimstone sermon, but rather to share with you that the outcome of life has only two options, life or death. We either have the devil on our back, resulting in us being slaves to sin, while rotting towards damnation, shame, and death, or we have the Lord on our back with mercy and forgiveness, life and salvation, rotting towards eternal life. You see, my dear friends, there is no middle ground. There's absolutely no middle ground on this. The Apostle Paul leaves no middle ground. There's no third or fourth master. There is no gray area. There's no neutral position. There's no independent party. In fact, people are not independent. They're not autonomous at all. Which means that if a person does not belong to Christ, they belong to the devil. And if they do not belong to the devil, they belong to Christ. That is how it works with the Apostle Paul how he states it in Romans chapter 6. No exceptions. So, I ask you today, who is riding on your back? Yes, who is riding on your back? Who is your master? Who do you belong to this day? Yes, Zion Lutheran Church, who do you belong to? Who rides on your back? Who has claim and authority over you? Now, if you're like me, These questions can make a person a bit uncomfortable. No doubt about it. They make us uncomfortable. And the reason why? Well, there are only two answers. And frankly, when we look at ourselves, we often see sin and its effects on ourselves and others. 
As a result, we can become worried and doubt whether we are slaves or not of the Lord. Otherwise stated, when we look at our sin in thought and word and deed, when we confess it at this church, when we confess it in our mind to the Lord before the altar, we can worry and begin to wonder if the devil is actually riding on our backs or at least pulling on our pant legs more than the Lord. Now, dear friends, we must keep in mind that after our baptisms, we still have this sinful nature. It is true. After our baptisms, we still have this sinful nature, and that is the reason why we still see our sin. It is true that we still have this sinful nature until the day that we die. It is around our neck. It permeates us, and we will only be completely free of this old Adam, this sinful nature at our death. So what does this mean? It means that we have a sinful nature just like the pagans and just like unbelievers. In fact, the same anger and the same evil desires that unbelievers and pagans have, well, we have that too. You and I, we have that too until the day that we die. However, here's the big however. However, we must make sure to know that there is a vast difference between you and pagans, between you and unbelievers. You see, you and I, you and I, we are baptized. You see, when you were baptized, you were made a member of Jesus' kingdom. When you were baptized, you were numbered with the saints. When you were baptized, you were actually snatched out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of light. The devil was actually kicked off your back. He was flicked off your back, and you were made to be a son and daughter of Christ in holy baptism. In the waters of your baptism, there was a change in lordship of you. Christ now holds you. Now, because we belong to the Lord, we confess sin as Christians every single Sunday. In other words, the reason why we beat our chest and confess our sin with sincere repentance and hearty sorrow is because we do not belong to sin. Sin is not our master. It is not the way that it should be with us. We confess sin because we belong to Jesus. Only pagans and unbelievers celebrate sin, and they do so because sin is their master. You see, unbelievers and pagans believe that it is their absolute right to do whatever makes themselves happy, regardless of what anyone or anything commands or says to them. But not you. Oh no, not you. You are not servants of lawlessness. You are not servants of chaos. You are not servants of your appetite to sin. For you are baptized. You are cleansed. You are marked with the name of the Lord upon your head and your heart. There has been a change in your master. In other words, you have not been freed to sin, but freed to serve. As a Christian and a servant Christ, you are just as free. I repeat, you are just as free as Jesus. However, as Christ was bound to love to serve others, you too are bound in his love to graciously and lovingly serve your neighbor as well. So while you still have this sinful old Adam, while you still have this sinful old Adam at work within you, you must never forget that you belong to Jesus. You must never forget that you belong to Christ. 
That is right. You do not belong to sin. You do not belong to the devil. You do not belong to the ideologies of the world. Therefore, what this means is that your daily life is one where you will struggle, and with this struggle, you will see the evidence of the gospel at work, the evidence of the Holy Spirit warring against your sinful nature. Indeed, you will struggle with your sinful nature precisely because it is not, I repeat, it is not your master. If sin was your master, you would not fight against it, but would worship it and celebrate it and rest in it. Indeed, baptized saints, when you were baptized, the war between you and your old Adam began. When you were baptized, that was the day that you began to struggle with the devil and the ideologies of the world. Now, this should not come to surprise to us, for this is what we pray against. Yes, this is what we pray against each and every time that we pray the Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, we are actually praying against ourselves, our sinful old Adam. We're praying against the devil and the world. So today, take comfort. So today, take comfort knowing that you belong to Jesus, for you are baptized Be at peace knowing that you will partake of the Lord's Supper and be given his body and his blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. And after the service today, after this service today, know that you will once again be thrust into that battle again to fight against the devil and his kingdom of darkness. However, you will not fight alone, but rather you will struggle And you will war against your sin and the kingdom of darkness, knowing that the Lord actually holds you, that he possesses you. You will struggle and you will battle. Yes, you will struggle and battle with hope and faith, knowing that the battle only lasts for a moment. Indeed, dear baptized saints, you will fight and struggle, knowing that the Lord has already conquered sin, death, and the devil, knowing that you have one and only one master, the crucified, resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, today, baptized saints, know that in Jesus, you are no longer a slave to sin, but you have been freed, and you belong to Almighty God. Know the good news of the gospel, that Christ is your life, and your strength, and your hope, and your forgiveness. Christ holds you. You belong to Christ. You are a servant of Christ, and he is your master. He holds you, not the devil, not sin, but Christ. In the name of Christ, Jesus, our Lord, the one who holds you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.